All right, we're recording. We're recording! All right. I feel like that should be the intro. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of Well Seasoned, the podcast. Well, we're going to jump right into things with Stacy and myself. Uh, so, Stacy, why don't you go ahead and give a quick introduction to everybody? I'm Stacy. What Henry am I supposed to say? Van Horn, Doria, CMP. You need all of that? No, I'm not saying all that. Listen, okay. I'm Stacy. You'll know me here as Stacy, Stacy Ann, SA, girl, all of that. And I've been in the events industry for a really long time. And it's kind of disturbing when I start counting the years, how long it's been. But, um, I'm a corporate planner, I'm a business owner, and all I do is events. What do you do, Patrick? I am Patrick Brochu. I have no letters after my name. <laughs> so sad. So sad. <laughs> uh, but I, too, have been in the events industry for quite some time. Since 2008, I have found myself on both sides of the fence as a planner and as a supplier and different types of suppliers through my time. So... This all brought me into being more and more involved with MPI, and I later became a president of an MPI chapter. In my current job, I work at a production company, a media stage in South Florida and with offices in Puerto Rico, and we do some awesome events all over the world, and I'm really fortunate, and that job has given me the opportunity to stay connected and travel throughout our industry and get to meet awesome people, and I'm most fortunate to know Stacy and having become friends with her uh, over the years. (laughs) And I I think this is a great place for, since this is our intro episode, Stacey, we might as well tell them our story about how we first met. Yeah. And um, I'm really mad because you you outdid me on the intro as I kept it all casual. I'm like, ah, I plan events, you know, (laughs) a little something, something. I feel like I should tell everyone that I really do plan events. (laughs) So I've done nonprofit and corporate, medical, liquor, medicine, everything, (laughs) everything in between. I've actually worked with a president. I've done a Will Smith event, just good times all around. But talking about how Patrick and I met before we get into the whole juice of the podcast, it was at an event industry conference, uh, IMAX. And it was my first conference there. And anyone who knows IMAX knows how huge that show is and how uncomfortable it is to be there by yourself if you're not Patrick. And so I came in and I sat down at a table to mind my own business and Patrick wouldn't allow me to mind my own business. So (laughs) I'm sitting by myself and Patrick comes over and he's all, hey, what's your name? And I'm all, listen, it's been a long day. You don't actually need to talk to me, but I still told him what my name is. And then Patrick, you want to go ahead? Am I, am I being right here? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So we were at our first IMAX together and we met and Stacey was the shy kid in the corner and I took her around and introduced her to the people that I knew. And then we just hit it off. And over the year, the rest of that particular year, we ended up at a WEC together, at a Connect Marketplace together, at a few other events. And then every single year, we just started seeing each other more and more and more on the road and becoming better friends. And it's been invaluable having a friend who's a high profile planner like Stacy, business wise, because she's able to introduce me to people and let me meet new potential clients. And she's my biggest advocate that's right there with me. But more than that, you know, being a great friend, somebody that I can hang out with and share laughs along the way. In our industry, we're traveling so much and mm-hmm. our significant others aren't there. So it's fun to have somebody to share those experiences with. Yeah. And it's, it's also great to have Patrick in my side because as we have heard in the story, I go to events and I find a corner and I sit there 
And I need somebody that's outgoing, that's, you know, willing to introduce me to people. And then once he opens that door and starts doing that, I can start doing that. And he's taught me so much on the AV side and on the event circuit side. And my husband had an awkward date with Patrick and I as we celebrated our <laughs> friend's anniversary. And, you know, it, it's good times. We at some point need to share a picture. Yeah, we're going to have to have Rocky on the podcast at some point down the road and Paige and have them both share, you know, because I think that we spend so much time together that, you know, my wife hasn't met. Stacey Ann yet. Um, and I've had the opportunity to meet Rocky twice. But, you know, it's funny because we talk about each other so much because we see each other so much in, mm-hmm. in the field and everything. And then when we do shows together, it's just one of those highlights of our industry is getting to meet so many people from all over. But you really do make some of the best friends for your life within your industry and in other industries as well. So. Mm-hmm. We're really fortunate here. Yeah. And kind of going along that we've grown with each other in our careers through several jobs, through technology innovations that we've been constantly being teacher student with each other. And it kind of led to where we are now. Right. So we started on a speaking circuit, doing different sessions within the industry and started to realize we have way more to say beyond the 30 or 40 minutes that we're given. And it kind of led us to well seasoned the podcast. So we just figured let's create a safe space for us to be. it's probably going to be me that's being controversial because I could feel it already, Patrick. <laughs> You're going to be yeah. great. But, you know, just kind of create this space where we can talk about what's really going on within the industry. Where are we going? And of course, we're starting this at a time where COVID is ruling our lives, but we're hopeful and we see a way out of this and we know that we're all going to grow and we just wanted to create this space for us to talk. Yeah. And this idea for this particular podcast was born even prior to us starting to do speaking. Mm-hmm. A little history is that we were together and Stacy was saying at one of our conferences that we should start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, I wasn't really as keen on the idea. And then we actually jotted down some of our ideas, which is something that we would encourage our listeners to do. You know, jot down your ideas, make that board and make Mm -hmm. something that comes to life. And as we were writing it, I started thinking, oh man, some of these would actually be great sessions at some of the events like the IMAXs or WCs of the world that we attend. How can we turn those into a session? And really without speaking very much to Stacy, I started drawing up some ideas and making themes that were kind of funny to go along with our educational sessions. And if you go to our website, which is wellseasonededucation.com, you'll see some of our educational sessions and you'll see what I mean by serious education, but we're presenting in a really funny kind of outlandish way. Mm -hmm. So when we did that, then it was at IMEX in 2019 that we started talking again about, well, we should actually do the podcast. And we finally agreed on doing it when we were in Vancouver Vancouver. at speaking at, at Sites International Conference, doing a main stage session and two breakouts there. And we had some downtime and we were like, you know what? this is it. We're going to do it. We're going to start because we knew we both had a a busy few months ahead. And we were like, right after that, we're going to start. And then COVID hit. And Mm. there was kind of a depression that hit us, of course, which I think everybody can relate to get kind of slack. And then one day we just started recording. So we did it. And so here we are. First episode. We're recording. (laughs) (laughs) And Stacey, as you, you, you said, you're going to be the controversial one, but I think you'll be the funny one. And I'm the one that will tend to go on, you know, rants or whatever. But, uh, (laughs) So So let's go ahead and get started with where we are today. Like we said, we're starting this during COVID. It's August. I don't even know what phase of COVID we're in. The whole country is in different phases. So I'm in South Florida. I mean, we're still in total lockdown mode. 
they see you're you're in Reno, so you're, I'm in you're Reno, on the other side of the country. Not total lockdown, but we're next to California, so we kind of got that lockdown going on. And just the other day, I read an article that somebody was diagnosed with the plague, so I put myself in a for real lockdown. I'm like, I'm yeah. not trying to catch a plague. And there um, are some places in the country, in in the South, and some places in the Midwest that I've heard there are some conferences going on, some yeah. fairly major size conferences, some following social distancing rules, some not as much. All seem to have masks in place, but some masks aren't mandatory. So it's a it's a crazy world that we're in. Yeah, I know. Let's add to the fact that a lot of us are still working from home. I've always been a remote worker, so it's no change for me. Patrick, you are more of a kind of a hybrid, right? Mostly on the road or in the office. And now you're home. Your boys are home. They're in school. And so you have to manage work. You have to set them up. It was so cute when you sent the pictures of the boys with their headphones on from their laptops because they look like they were like backstage crew. Yeah. <laughs> like they should be, there should be a production schedule in front of them calling the show. It was yes. so great. Perks of the job, you know, we're in work from home mode. I mean, I know that all over the country, there's people that are going back to school. Normally, there's situations where people are sending their kids to school on a hybrid model where they're there some of the week and home some of the week. Where I live, we're again in lockdown mode. So our kids are doing full on school from home. My wife, Paige, is a high school teacher. So she's in one room teaching high school students. I'm in, in our living room with my twins who just started kindergarten. And it's mm. very hands-on. They have two different laptops and I'm trying to do work on mine. And I'm fortunate that my job has been understanding and knows that it's kindergarten. What are you going to do? So I have to sit with them basically from 8 a.m. till 2 o'clock. I don't do any conference calls, any meetings like that until after 2. Prior to that, I'm accessible from coworkers on email, text message, etc. And I'm doing a bit or going through show schedules and stuff like that. But I just can't be on the phone because I have two kindergartners singing, dancing, listening to songs about washing hands or whatever. You know, just crazy <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, I'm just picturing that in the background yeah. of a conference call. Like, okay, you're kind of but, busy. <laughs> but everybody seem, is in different situations. And maybe one of our future guests will do a subject specifically on the working with kids and you know working from home and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because if you want to talk about something I can't relate to, it's that I am child free over here. So, yes. <laughs> but I do have a dog that acts like a child. So I, I don't know, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's one of those things, I guess, where I can't believe I'm saying it. We have to pivot. Everybody's been forced to think about how they approach their day to day differently. You know, even from little things like going to the supermarket or making your doctor's appointment or how you interact with your children. I know before you were on a schedule where it's like, I drop them off in the morning and pick yeah. them up at night. And now there's no dropping off in the morning and picking them up at night. And for you or for others that commute, when I used to drive to the office, I used to love my windshield time. I would turn on whatever music or podcast and the 20 or 30 minute drive that I had was my time. And yeah, so, my, mine was audiobooks. I, I'm a big audiobook person. Love audiobooks. Right. And so now that time is taken away from you. For me, it kind of sets me in the mode of work. I used to travel so much. I was on a plane 70, 80% of the time. I listened to all podcasts the entire time. And now I'm home working. I don't really do that. And I kind of noticed my brain shift a little bit. So how are you pivoting during this time? <laughs> The, the major thing, as you said, my wife being a teacher and everything last school year was I would drop off the kids in the morning because of my job. You know, I didn't have to be in until nine, 10, whatever. So I could drop them off, go do some errands. And then I would work late 
just the nature because we have a lot of clients on the West Coast or whatever. So I would just mm-hmm. be available until seven, eight o'clock my time. And then I would come home, eat dinner, the kids try to get in bed and that kind of thing. But my wife would pick them up. But now it's like, there's no time. Like everything revolves around the kids. They're here, obviously. They can't take care of themselves. So our schedules are just completely different. And you know, Stacey, we've, we've actually talked about this. It's been interesting with the work from home. And I think that some companies are finding this interesting. I feel like I'm just as productive, if not more, in this schedule. However, there's a give and a take with that because some of it has actually taken time away. I end a little bit earlier, do dinner with the family, try to do a bike ride or something, activity with the kids, put them to bed. And then I come back to my home office after that. And I'm working mm-hmm. a few more hours later in the Absolutely. evening. And depending on what's going on, I, I might be out here working on quotes into the, the hours of the morning because I know the next morning I am full on kindergarten teacher slash cafeteria worker slash slash you're the best cafeteria worker who are those omelets <laughs> even how we go about planning our events for my company i work within the medical industry planning their national sales meeting one of the things we're going to discuss is okay you're going to ask for people's attention for multiple days in a virtual world for a sales meeting maybe we should look at offering a child care credit to say if you use care.com or one of those uh things maybe we give you a credit so that you can actually say, okay, I can stay attentive for the next three days. That's the first I've heard of that, Stacey. And that's actually pretty ingenious. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. So that's something that we're going to look into just because I completely get it. You have to stay engaged while looking at your child, learn about washing their hands. So I guess in this world of uh, social distancing and having to make these changes, you have to think about how you approach an event in a different way. I know that you're not a fan of it, but I'll go ahead and say it. There's a big push in our industry and more on the event side, less on the corporate meeting side I've heard it, not calling it social distancing, but spatial or physical distancing, because we're still a social world and, you know, want that social interaction. So you see, and this is where I, I know for you, it's controversial. Word, it's it's, it's wordplay, I know, but you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's this wordplay that I get and I understand it. And I feel like a traitor within the industry, not falling in line and just, you know, changing the verbiage of what I'm saying, but I don't know. It's just not catching on. (laughs) I know also in terms of pivoting and staying relevant during these times, I don't know how many online courses and new certifications you get hit with every single day. I've, I've done a few. I've done a few. Uh, I have too. But, you, but you've done some more interesting ones than me. You know, some of mine were, I, I think everybody in the industry did the FAU one. That was a pretty good one. Want to talk about it? What is FAU? Florida Atlantic University. And this was early on. This was probably April, like 17,000 people in the first round. And then they did it two more rounds because they had such a high demand and they were giving out a free course. And then oh. I think the second course, they charged like 20 bucks. And the third course, they might have charged 20 or another amount for whatever. But it was literally just a course on hospitality and tourism management. But yours that you've been telling me about been interesting. I'm doing a pandemic certification course. And so pandemic and emergency planning certification, I don't know, it has a longer title, but basically it's about how do you plan during this phase that we're in and how do you plan afterwards, right? Because even when outside opens up and who knows, maybe we're able to walk around without masks on, we are going to be looking at things differently. I'm pretty sure I'm not unique in saying this, but long gone are the days of buffets, right? No one's going to be eating off of a buffet anymore. And you're going to be thinking twice before you sit next to your favorite coworker in an event. And something that is talked about in my side of our industry, in this other world of audiovisual production companies, the big discussion is, and again, this is another key word that's out there right now, is on the hybrid meetings. Because you're going to have the people or companies that still want people to come, but maybe they're going to follow the spatial distancing guidelines and have less people in the ballroom. So there's less less people that they can put there, but they still need to get that information out to the rest of the team. So maybe half of the team will 
will be home, half of the team will be in person, whatever percentages doesn't matter. But let's be honest, moving forward, that are going to have fears of being around big groups of people. people. So I don't think that large gatherings are gone altogether because I have heard some naysayers say stuff like that, but we're too much of a social world and we understand the importance of being in the same room when these decisions and and big events happen. But at the same time, I think that the hybrid model will be here to stay for a while. So for those people that had done pushback on virtual events, learning about them on the planning side, I think that they just need to understand that there's still going to be some aspect of this virtual thing moving forward, regardless of what happens, oh, which, yeah, is, that's which is exactly what my kindergarten teacher said after the boys school today, because she was saying that based on our county, that if numbers are down for so many weeks under a certain percentage, they're going to go back, but that there is always the threat the rest of this year that it could get cut and they would go back to virtual. So she said, yeah, there's no point in not learning the virtual. You know, that was really good on her. You know, she's totally with it. And I think it's the same thing for our industry. Yeah. We don't know if this pandemic, even when we get past this one, what's the next thing? You might as well learn what you need to learn now. Yeah. And I mean, that's where you're seeing people thrive are the people who were ahead of their time, staying up to date on technology and what we can do. How many times have you heard about someone who is like, I only plan physical events in X setting or blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now you need to learn how are you going to use Zoom or how are you going to use this platform? And I'm tired of hearing... With virtual events, people think that it's so much easier. It's not. It's not easier to plan a virtual no, event. It's, it's as difficult, if not more difficult, depending Absolutely. on your on your meeting. Because your meeting might have actually been an easier meeting to plan and you didn't realize it. Yeah. But all virtual meetings have a level of complication to them. I mean, just scheduling speakers who are working from home, oh, worrying about God. their internets at home. There are so mm-hmm. many things. And I don't mean to you know scare people. It is as involved, if not more involved for, right. on the planning side. Right. I think that that fear of going into this virtual world with technology and people not knowing where we're we going next is leading to a mass exodus of people in the industry, which is really mm-hmm. scary, right? You're looking at some of your best friends and your best contacts just saying, you know what? I think this is my lesson. I'm out. And you can't really be mad at that at the same time, because you know what? We all have bills to pay. And so you have to keep moving and you have to find a way to pay that bill and, and yeah. stay alive. And I really do hope that the people that are leaving to find their way back. I do hope that. Just today, a former client of mine and a good friend, I saw that they left our industry to go work at something totally outside of our industry and home renovation company or something. I've seen a lot of uh, folks oh, coming realtors. Obviously, yeah. you know, there, there's always the person that loses their job and puts the consultant thing out there. But you know, there's tons and tons of people that I've seen, either they're leaving the industry or they were furloughed or laid off and they have to find something in between. And obviously our world is being compressed in the events world because it does take to a degree less people put on some of the virtual events, some particular spaces in our industry, like a destination management company. I know there are some very unique DMCs Mm -hmm. and I don't want hate mail or anything, but there are some very (laughs) unique DMCs that are doing some really cool things to keep themselves relevant in the virtual world. That's not what I'm talking about. But there are a lot of DMCs that their only thing is just, hey, come to my destination of Caribbean Island XYZ and there's not a need for like a huge sales force there. Exactly. You know, and some of them are doing creative things where they're doing virtual yeah. tours of the island or whatever and that's great. And that's not what I'm talking about. It's just saying our industry as a whole is being compressed right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Going you on. could see who's going to thrive and who's going to survive in it. There's certain times I, I get things and I'm like, is this where you really want to go with this, bruh? It's really not, but they're trying. So should we uh, tell the people what they should expect from future podcasts? Yeah, absolutely. We'll have some podcasts where it's just Stacy and myself chatting along on topics of the day, but we're going to have some interesting guests in and we actually have a few guests lined up for the next couple of episodes mm-hmm. and some really cool content out for you guys to be able to listen to. And if you have any suggestions for us, please feel free yeah. to write us in and we'll put our email address in the description of the, the podcast. Yeah. And you guys are more than welcome to email us. It's well seasoned 
education at gmail.com. You can send us in an email if, if there's a subject or, or you're interested you question. In, in being on the show. We would love to hear from you. So some of our upcoming podcasts are around staying relevant. How are you doing that? Zoom fatigue. Is that Oof. a real thing? Let's talk a little bit about that. Selling in the age of COVID. What are we doing there? We'll have more episodes coming in, but those are just a few that are coming down the line and really look forward to having you guys. Yeah. And just so I know some people are like, I'm tired of hearing about COVID. It's now all going to be about COVID. So sure. Don't get worried about that. We'll have fun while we're at it. Yeah. That just we, happens to be the time that we're, just, that I mean, we're into these first listen, We're going to, we're going to pivot. We're going to, what is it? Physical distance. <laughs> we, all, all the words are going to show up. Maybe one day down the road, we'll turn this into a video podcast because we're doing this on a video software and we can see each other as we're speaking. And Stacey's facial expressions when she said that were hysterical. So I think you guys <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you know, we would love to have you guys on and appreciate you listening to this first episode. Awesome. Should we add some uh, paprika? Oh, yeah. We're going to have a little bit of paprika at the end of each episode. <laughs> paprika has a very special meaning for us, and it's a kind of an inside joke, and it's kind of the seasoning that means nothing. So I mean, you know, yeah, it's kind of like, like parsley on the end of a dish, like yeah. just like, oh, okay, yeah, just thanks for the glitter. Little... Like, like, exactly. What's your paprika for the day? My paprika for the day is in the kids' schooling. Today, we had our parent-teacher conference, as I told you afterwards. It was all the kids, all the parents were allowed on this Microsoft Teams meeting to discuss, you know, how we felt like things were going, give feedback to the teacher. I think our teacher is just rocking it, absolutely rocking it. And I have one one major issue that, you know, I wish that they would resolve, but that's just in the fact that my ch- my children can't read yet because they're in kindergarten and, you know, they have to switch classes to go from their main class to PE or to music or whatever. And they have to close programs, open programs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Dear God. And, that's complicated. Like you yeah. can't, like, yeah. you know, so, but other than that, I'm, I'm peach keen, but man, these parents were berating that teacher. I, I oh, be God. nice to your teachers, especially those that are in situations that they've never been in or never thought they would be in. Be nice to those teachers. Come on. So, Everyone's adjusting. My, my paprika. Be, be kind. Be kind. Be kind. Rewind. My paprika is I'm in Reno and to go into California is about 10 minutes away from me. So I am right by all of the fires, all of them. We had an evacuation warning and yeah, okay, you sent so, me some pictures that you took like on your street, like where you that was fires insane. In the so, so everyone knows I'm from the Bronx. So this like wildfire thing that's happening is not my norm. And so it, it, we're just under this blanket of smoke nonstop. Well, for the last two days, it's gotten clear outside. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. So I'm a Peloton girl. I spin, I cardio, I do all the stuff. And I decided I'm going to take my dog Milo for a walk using the Peloton app. So I get out there and I am like mall walker, speed walking down the path. I mean, gave myself a cramp because I'm all, you know, one, two, three. And all of a sudden I look up and I'm surrounded by mountains and all the mountains disappear because all of a sudden the wind shifts and the smoke comes down and it's like on me. And I'm like halfway through my walk. I now am like coughing like nonstop and Y'all know today we can't be coughing out loud like oh, that. No. Like people be giving you side eyes. So now I have all this smoke sitting on my chest. My dog is already annoyed at me. He's eight years old. And he's kind of like, I just want to go outside for a quick little lap around, not this whole speed walking foolishness that you're doing. And I can't breathe. And I start coughing <laughs> and I look ahead of me. This like family's coming towards me and I'm like trying to control the cough. And it's like <laughs> building in my eyes. And I finally have to let it out. And like the parents totally diverted and went a different path. And I'm like, Oh God, like I feel bad, <laughs> but it was like all the smoke. Like I couldn't breathe. You know, so, what? You're, 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 you're right though. Like I, I've seen myself with that phobia of people oh, in the yeah. store that cough. I've gone three aisles over where I found nobody on an aisle. But... <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the one with 
with Anderson Cooper like way, way early on. Like he's trying to do this interview and he's all sitting there talking. He's holding the coffee and he's all. <laughs> no. <laughs> and his face is like contorting into all these shapes. And we're just like, bruh, let it out. <laughs> like, and I'm like, That's the funny. person's not even in the studio. They're on Zoom and you're still like too nervous to cough out loud. But yeah. by the way, Stacey Ann's celebrity uh, envy or crush, if you will, and she's had the chance of meeting him twice is Anderson Cooper. And, I didn't want to talk about it. And on one of them, she couldn't even get a word out. She was like, <laughs> I giggled. I giggled like an <laughs> idiot. And not just like, okay, so you guys, my giggle is not just like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like it was just like, she, she even planned me and then and everything. And they're like, hey, Stacey, you want to meet this person who you hired as a speaker? And can't, <laughs> she can't speak. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. That's I couldn't. Great. And then he came to the event several times and like, I mean, came to my venue several times and actually said he remembered me. And all I could do is go, <laughs> what is that? I I get Thanks for disturbing me. So that's, uh, that's episode one in the bag. We're done. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Episode produced by Patrick Brochu and CCN Van Doria. Sound editing by Rocky Doria. And song by Dr. Delight.